Welcome to the Mercy Hill Podcast. My name is Brandon Nichols. I am one of the pastors at Mercy Hill Church in Marietta, Georgia. And what we love to do on this podcast is have conversations that are intended to stir up your affections for Jesus. Today we're joined by Jason Keel. Jason works for Crew City Movements. In particular, his job is to train churches, church leaders, and disciples on how to make more disciples. You're going to love our conversation where we discuss Jesus sending out his disciples. Jason, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Great to be here, Brandon. So we've met years ago yes. uh, through some connections with campus ministry at uh-huh. Kennesaw State. Yeah. Um, w- w- my memory is that the first time we hung out was eating some barbecue together. Is that is that right? Actually, I think somebody told you that I was the guy to show you around campus. Did we eat barbecue after that? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we have gone to Big Shanty Smokehouse numerous Several times, times together, yes. which is always good. Good I love, stuff. I love barbecue. So some people at Mercy Hill will know you, some people might not. So why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I'm the husband of Abby for 21 years. Whoa. Um, when you say that out loud, it sounds a lot longer than it is. It's been awesome. She's great. Um, and then I'm the uh, father of Hannah, who's 19, and Owen, who is 17, and Bennett, who are, who's 15. Awesome. I'm also on staff with Crew Church Movements, um, so I'm kind of a missionary. Yeah, and so with church, Crew Church Movements, you're taking uh, curriculum ideas, training materials from the crew world, mm-hmm. and helping local churches make disciples. Yeah, so, so maybe just take a step back. A lot of people don't know what crew is. So um, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ, uh, we're the biggest missions agency in the world as far as I know. Um, mostly 80% probably of us are on college campuses, most every major college campus in the States and a bunch of them around the world. Um, but we do lots of other things. Uh, and so, yes, uh, I'm in more like a church resource, church training, um, church planting space where basically what a crew church movement staff member would do, it'd be go to a church pastor or leadership and just say, let's dream. What is it that, that y'all would like to see happen in your community, like to reach these people for Christ, to build God's kingdom? Uh, and then we just, we just talk about that and see what, what, what we could be helpful, how they could leverage us for the sake of God's kingdom, both in your local church but also in your local church's scope to reach the nations. Yeah. Well, I know uh, our church... Uh, has benefited greatly from what you do in your ministry, from training guys and how to make disciples uh, and evangelism to just um, you guys being around and pitching in at Mercy Hill too. So we benefited really greatly. Uh, well, how do you do it? Well, let's uh, let's jump in. You know, as a church, we're going through the book of Mark, uh, and so we're going to pick up Mark uh, chapter six, verse seven. Uh, just a little context. Jesus has just gone home to Nazareth, and uh, no one there was really thrilled that he was there. And, uh, and so uh, he has just faced a little rejection in his hometown, uh, and that's where we pick up in Mark chapter 6, verse 7. Uh, so I'll read the passage and then ask some questions. All right. And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two, and he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and to not put on two tunics. And he said to them, 
Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you, and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake, shake the, off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. All right, Jason, so what's the, what's the main idea in this passage? What do you see that really stands out? I mean, I think the main idea really is that Jesus, is, he sends out his followers. Right. I mean, these are the initial 12, the ones that he calls first, the ones he spends the most time with. Um, and so they, at some point now, they're ready to do what Jesus does. Because you, you see the first six chapters, Jesus is doing just this very thing. He's going from village to village. He's healing people. He's serving. He's preaching the gospel. Um, and people are, are coming to faith in his, if not him as Messiah yet, in his vision for right. how God's this, kingdom ought to operate. Right. So we see here in this passage, Jesus, been, he's been modeling for his disciples. Now he sends them out, right, just like what you said, to do what he's doing. Is there anything significant about just even this act of Jesus sending? I think so. I mean, Jesus is actually following a model that was pretty common in those days, you know, like, so back then, uh, you know, you had, you had tra traveling teachers, rabbis, Pharisees were some of these people, um, Sadducees, they all had their own disciples and they would teach them what to do. And the hope was that we could train some of them to carry on the teaching that they were doing to build. They, they thought they were building God's kingdom as well. Right. Uh, Jesus is following that same pattern. What, what's interesting and different about Jesus is, though is when a, someone wanted to become a Pharisee, they'd go to this rabbi who's a Pharisee, this pastor type, and they'd say, can I join you? And then he may or may not take them. But what Jesus does is Jesus goes and finds people, and he's like, hey, man, come follow me, and I'll, I'll show you what I do, and I'll make you one of me, one of, like what I am. Right. Which just turns the whole thing on its head. Yeah. And the guys he chose are the people that nobody would choose. They're just regular people. They're not the top of their theological class in, in Hebrew school. Yeah. yeah, they're they're just they're fishermen, they're carpenters. Some of them are despicable people like zealots who are you know rebels against the Romans, or you know people like Matthew the tax collector and stuff like that. So you know this is a little different, but it's also following something that's normal and that's significant. The fact that he would take somebody who's normal and that he would invite them in and then equip them in and then send them out to do what he does. Yeah, and I love what we see in. The passage, right? It's that Jesus has been teaching on the kingdom. The kingdom's kind of breaking in through the book of Mark. Uh -huh. I would get to this moment. And, and really, I think what, what I love about what you're saying is he's taking these everyday, very normal, uh, pretty diverse group of very. guys as the disciples uh -huh. and saying, okay, now this message of the kingdom, this in-breaking kingdom, uh -huh. uh, you're heralds for your messengers for exactly. you testify about and and sending sending them out. Um, so uh, I, I know we see this sending. This is not the only time Jesus sends out disciples. No, no, it's not. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how this is more than just a one-time event, but more of a of a movement. Right. Well, I mean. The gospel writers actually think this is super important to share because both Luke and Matthew have another version of it. Right. Um, 
that's with it's the same story basically, but it's just a little bit different details in some areas and more details in others. But one thing that's interesting about Luke is Luke tells another story that's almost identical to this, except you can see that this is it's not the same story because he sends out seventy two other people. So what the idea I get is that you know Jesus sends out his twelve. His twelve go and make more disciples among all kinds of places in the area of Galilee. I think is where this was. Um, they build up the disciples. They spend time with those disciples, and then they bring them back to Jesus. And then Jesus spends more time with them, and then they send them out to do the same thing. Um, this is this the definition of a movement, like the word you used. Um, we don't we don't use that word very much in church circles, at least not in just like normal everyday folks. But I mean, a movement is something that multiplies. It, it's an, it takes an idea or a way of life, um, and then it, it, it multiplies that idea or that way of life so that you have me taking a group of people under my wing and showing them how to live in this manner. Mm-hmm. And then, But the understanding is not that they're going to sit on it and go, this is great, I love living this way and nothing else happens. The understanding is they're going to go and they're going to take somebody else under their wing uh, and they're going to live that life with those people just to give them the privilege of knowing how this is. This is so great. And then it moves. Movements expand. Um, Churches sometimes today are only ministries, really. Ministries aren't bad. Ministries have a purpose. Ministry, like you feed the poor. You, you know, you, you do tutoring in schools. You, you do good stuff. We need ministries. But if that's all we do, the church is going to die. Mm. And what Jesus, his whole point is that this thing expands so that everybody knows somebody who follows him. Yeah, so it, it continues to expand, and we know historically, right? Yeah. So we've got 12, 72, mm-hmm. uh, and then we continue to move in the story, Jesus' death and resurrection, and right. we get to... Pentecost and there's you know thousands and then yeah that the movement continues to multiply. It does. Yeah. Uh, so what can we today uh, learn from this text? Jesus sending out his disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does this include us, or how does this come to bear on our lives? Well, I mean, if they hadn't done it this way, we wouldn't be here. Right. I mean, that's that's the first thing. I mean, <laughs> this so this movement that Jesus founded, it, it's it's moving and rolling forward and expanding for two thousand plus years now. So that's the first thing we can... I'm a beneficiary of that. Um, I mean, and it's not just about, oh, you have to do this. It's not like a rule thing. Jesus is the king of the universe, but he wants to have a relationship with me. Uh, you know, God the Father who made the whole world looks at a little, little bitty tiny creation like me, and he wants to invite me into his family to experience the beauty and the, you know, the closeness and all the things that comes with having the best father in the universe. Um, so that's that's a big piece of this is that he's got this he's this dad who sees all these orphaned children out there and he wants his own children that he's adopted to go and invite them into this family and the, even the family that adopts is like a movement um, and so there's another place where you see this happening further on after the seventy two even is uh, after Jesus' resurrection he shows himself to his disciples in Acts chapter one verse eight. And he says, I'm going to make you my witnesses uh, so that you can make, you can be my witnesses in Jerusalem, where you're living right now. And then in Judea, which is pretty close by and where people are, are, are a lot like you and 
it's it's relatively easy culturally speaking to go out to them. But then he's like, I also want you to be my witnesses in Samaria, which is like, you, I don't want to go there. These are terrible people. What are you talking about, Jesus? But Jesus wants to gather those people in as well. And then the movement is supposed to spread even from there to all nations. Yeah. To the ends of the earth is how he puts it in Acts 1.8. Um, it's for everybody. I was, um, it just makes me think of this Robbie Gallaty quote uh, where he says, the gospel came to you uh, because it was heading to someone else. Exactly. Oh, that's good. Right, that there is this nature of built in. I mean, even we see Mark chapter 6 all the way through, I mean, that history that you just walked through, through Acts and continuing, continuing today, mm-hmm. that the gospel is coming to us and, yeah, transforming our lives, doing incredible works, incredible work in our hearts. Uh, but that's meant to be shared. Yes. Right? Like, that's meant to be mm-hmm. uh, passed on. That we all likewise are sent as disciples. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, you think about it this way. You know, there's there's an amazing teaching in Christianity called the incarnation. So, you know, there's God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit eternally existent together as spiritual beings, and yet one of them becomes a man. Uh, and, he be- and he decides to enact this, this whole mission that we're talking about to bring people into God's family as a human being, like he actually purposefully limits himself in a human body with all the limitations of a human when he could have just like come down in a blaze of fire at the beginning going, I am Jesus Christ, you know, I am the Messiah. And they snapped his fingers right. and everybody would have like, oh, and then they come on in. But what he chooses to do instead is to embody this mm. family in a way that's really understandable for us and include us. Right. In that, instead of doing it like how we would imagine that a God would do this kind of thing. Yeah. And what a privilege. Yeah. I get to be part of that. Right. Uh, yeah. And so if I, if I just hold that into myself, I'm missing the whole point of him embodying that, of him coming to be like that and to teach me to be like him as a man. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, I think we covered a lot of ground today. Um, so if you just have a minute to encourage somebody, a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, who maybe had not quite grasped this this idea of living a sent life, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say, kind of the bottom line for today, how would you encourage our listeners mm-hmm. uh, as we, yeah, just close this thing up? I think the first thing I would want to encourage you to do is to look at your own salvation story, the story of how you came to be invited to be in this family. That we're, that we're invited to, part of, to be part of. And to think about the fact that, you know, before we were Christians, we were basically rebels against the king. And instead of doing what kings are supposed to do with rebels, like, you know, put them in prison or, or kill them, instead he invites us to be princes in his kingdom. And I, that's, that's one of the greatest motivations I know of, for me personally, yeah. is just that gratitude that says, oh my word, why, why would he do that? Uh, and then you know that what that leads me to though is that you know what he he's inviting us to like we've been talking about is that now he wants us okay you go invite somebody else in right um, and so it's it's really simple there are people who live all around you who don't know Christ um, and it's the simplest thing in the world to be loving and friendly and look for ways to serve them mm-hmm. um, if you can just do that with an eye that there's really great news you can share with them along the way. Yeah. That would be ideal. 
That's yeah. and it, you, you don't have to think big grand plans. We're not. I'm not talking. I'm not asking you to move to Afghanistan or right. something like that. Although God might do that, <laughs> and I've got more stories about my own life where I, He has asked me to do some pretty crazy stuff. But that's not what He's asking you in the initial right where you are now. He's asking you to be simply a good neighbor and someone who tells your own story of how you have benefited from this loving God's love. Yeah, that's really good. It's one of the things that I um, love to think about, especially when it comes to our church, but just collection of churches in the area too. It's like, what would happen if all of us as followers of Jesus just embrace what you just said, right? Like, I'm going to be a good neighbor. I'm going to get to know people. I'm going to ask good questions. I'm going to look for opportunities to serve mm-hmm. and, um, and tell just my story about how I came to faith in Jesus. Yeah. It just would be really powerful. It would be. But I think where we, we stop with the good, good works and the good neighbor stuff, if we get that far. Right. And so we've got to really tell the story. Yeah, right. Um, and so there's a, if the, this is the last thing, if, if this is, I know we're probably running out of time, but um, there's something that I do sometimes is where I'll just say, hey, sometimes I'd like to hear your, your story about, about your spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, and so I get mixed reactions to it, but I, I, I would say at least half the time people are positive and say, yeah, I'd like to do that sometime. Now, whether we follow through with that, I mean, that depends on our schedules and stuff like that. But that's a really easy first step to trying to figure out how do I tell this good news? Well, listen to somebody else's story. Yeah. And more often than not, they're going to say, well, what's your story? And then you go from there. That's great. That's great. Okay. So big ideas from today. Jesus sends his disciples. He does. His disciples are nobody special. Right. Right. Just everyday folks. Everyday just like people. you, you, me, mm-hmm. everybody listening to this. And, um, and we all as disciples, followers of Jesus are living sent lives. Yep. And those sent lives can be just simply doing what we do mm-hmm. with some gospel intentionality, yep. ready to share the story of how Jesus changed our lives. And and then I love this little strategy. We talked about it before, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, sometime. sometime, hey, sometime, man, I love to hear your story. That's yeah. powerful. Good. All right, man. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. It was really encouraging. My pleasure. It was fun. Thanks again for joining us. I really love this discussion with Jason about uh, just this fact that sometimes we forget. Disciples make disciples. Followers of Jesus help other people follow Jesus. And it doesn't matter what our skill set is or what our education level is. All of us as disciples are sent by Jesus on the mission of Jesus. Listen, if you want some more resources or you want to know more about what Jason does, you can check out churchmovements.com. That's churchmovements.com. All right. I hope you'll join us again on the Mercy Hill Podcast. Have a good day.